What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Climb Together podcast. This is now episode 13. Pretty crazy. Um, I am one of your hosts, Tonage Scorp. This is my co-host, Deception. Deception, say hi. What's up? Um, if you guys did not know, this podcast is now available wherever you consume your podcast. So if you're watching right now live on Twitch, thank you. If you guys are watching it on YouTube, thank you again. And it is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and then wherever else. So yeah. It's available, I think, literally everywhere. So Literally everywhere. <laughs> so if you guys want to see like a more... If you guys want to see like the chats from the live, um, either watch the live or watch it on YouTube if you're listening elsewhere. And if you don't feel like watching the chats and you just want to listen, listen to it elsewhere. I don't know. That We'll clean that up as time goes, I think. Not the point. But we have a lot to talk about today. I was a little late, had some things to get done. So we're going to jump right into it. Get into it. Um, season 2 dropped of Call of Duty on Monday. Yeah. Valentine's Day, if you guys were wondering. Yeah. So, do you want to kind of talk about how you feel about it? I mean, I definitely, I, there's not like a lot on the Vanguard side yet, because Ranked Play hasn't come out. It comes out tomorrow, which is Thursday, February 17th, for people listening from the future. Um, but yeah, ranked play hasn't come out yet. So really the only new things in Vanguard is the two new maps and the two new guns. Uh I haven't really like had time with the new maps, but I've definitely had time with the new guns, mostly because I've been playing Warzone. And the biggest part of season two that has been um a good change is Warzone. I mean, basically all of the quality of life changes they made were really good. Um you know, adding stuff like the redeploy balloons. The redeploy balloons were really sick. Um, those are fun. Um, and just like, just the way Warzone feels now compared to how it felt, you know, last season and since Caldera dropped, feels a lot different. I I enjoy it. Me too. And I actually, one thing is I want to point out is I actually like um, I actually like the new maps. Um, even though Hunter says he doesn't, I do, and here's why. I mean, Gondola really is a one-lane map. I don't know. It really is. I don't know what they were smoking when they said that's a three-lane map. But this is why I like them. Okay, last night, I put it on 24-7 Hardcore. I got so many long shots done. That's exactly why you like them. Like, it is perfect for grinding camos. You just sit there, and everyone goes for long shots. Well, not everyone, but most people go for long shots on that map anyway. Especially in hardcore, it is such a good map to do that in. I'll have to try that. Because, because you just kind of sit there. Like, there's a couple like spots, too. Gondola. There's a there's like a few spots, too. There's not just like one um, spot where you can get them. There's a few spots where you can just sit and get long shots. And um, Gondola's better for it than Casablanca, but... I've heard people talk a lot about Casablanca on the competitive side. Now, I don't know, you know... I don't know how much merit this has to it. I don't know if the pro, I don't know if the pros have practiced it or whatever, but I've seen like the hard point uh, rotations. I've seen the control spawns. I've seen the bomb sites for S and D. And I mean, I don't know how control would play on the map, but it looks like hard point wouldn't play too bad for the map. I mean, it might be. I mean, anything's better than something like uh, Bowcage or whatever. But I don't think they'll take Bowcage out for entertainment. Um. But 
It looks like Gondola might be okay for hardpoint, and it definitely looks like it might be viable for S and D. If they can, if we can switch, uh, we can switch Casablanca with Desert Siege. We will be having a good time for sure. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like on Casablanca, S and D might be pretty good. So we'll see. I don't know. I kind of want to see the. I haven't really like seen anyone play on it yet. I've only done the uh, the twenty four seven. I don't know if the pros have oh. practiced it. I I mean I've just I seen like, some people talking about it. Personally, I've had good experience with it, mainly because of the long shots. Like it is a camo grinder heaven. So you can cut every hill from top mid in Casablanca with an AR if. I don't know, like, I just, I haven't played it enough, and I don't know if, I don't know if, like, pros have played it, but, we'll see. Yeah, I mean. I just want them to add some maps, like, even if they just take good comp maps from, like, World War Two and throw them in. Well, the thing is, the it's game, a really, like... these are really, like, pretty, I mean, Gondol's a pretty big map. Um, Casablanca, not so much. I mean, it is still pretty big, but, it's just, I think, I think you give it. A couple weeks of like playtime and like strat figuring out, and it might be viable. It might not. It's one of those things you're gonna have to like wait on, you know. I don't know. Like, I just hope there's more. I don't understand why they made like. I don't understand how they supposedly really support competitive and they want competitive to work in this game, but they made 16 maps and like four of them work for competitive. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. <laughs> part of my life but it's it's not great um i don't know i think i mean personally i like i like the maps but i don't think they really i need next season i need them to drop like two like two they really need to like regain themselves a little bit and like drop two really good maps for competitive because right now the maps I we just have are just... see london docks from world war Two. <laughs> That was a good that map. Would be a that good, was a good map. That'd be a good S and D map. That'd be a good hard point map. I don't know about control because control. Can, the funny thing is, control was leaked as a mode in World War Two, but it never came. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know about control on London docks. I couldn't tell you. It depends solely on where they put the control points. Mm -hmm. But S and D and hard point, easy. That's easily getting thrown in there. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. There's no. There's no shame in bringing back old maps, especially when the new ones are trash. Oh, I'm saying. Yeah, I, I I don't understand that argument. Um, I don't understand the whole thing of oh, let's bring back uh all the old maps because they're so good. And then you bring back all the old maps, and everybody's like, no, we want new maps. Why are you bringing back all these old maps? You should try to make new maps that are the same. Well, they make new maps that try to become the same as the old maps, but they're terrible. <laughs> Much. It's like, <laughs> it's it's like what do you expect? <clears throat> you know, we want, I mean, I, I would love new maps, you know, but at the same time. I would love new good maps, but they just can't do it. Yeah. Why that is, I don't know. I don't want to know. Like I said, the, I would say the last, like, I would say the last new good maps that they put in COD is probably like World War Two BO4 maps, like London yeah. Docks, Hacienda, maps like that. Raid and standoff should just be a guaranteed <clears throat> in comp. They're good maps. Actually, yeah, I love Raid. 
honestly, like I'm down. I've I've said it before. I'm down for the proposal that X made. I think every developer should just look at their their five, six, seven, ten, whatever the number is, best maps, and just throw them in for comp in every game. Either like that, every or Treyarch like game, makes... we should have standoff, raid, firing range, uh, fringe. Make that work for boots on the ground. You know, like you should just put all these maps in every game for competitive, so we can run it on those maps without having to worry about playing new maps that could or could not work. Well, if my thing is, is like I do want new maps. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like looking at it from like a pl- like just like a casual player. I do want new maps. But at the same time, it's like, okay, these maps kind of sh- are crappy for, like, competitive, right? So what it, I think one thing that they could do is they could take these older maps, right, the best maps for competitive and everything like that that people love, and make maps, like, the maps kind of set up similar, you know what I mean? So they're not, like, exact copy-paste, but, like, they're, like, you know, kind of the same... They're like kind of like the same, same like, like same layout, little different changes here and there, just to make it new. But I feel like that well, would work better like than what a they're lot doing. of people are thinking that that's how what they did in Cold War because, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but I saw it a bunch of times and it kind of makes sense. When you look at Apocalypse in Cold War, it is basically laid out the same way that uh, Hackney Yard in Modern Warfare is. It just feels different. Well, I mean, like it basically has the same layout. It just it just feels a little bit different. Because Which is, I mean, it, it's not a necessarily a bad thing. I mean, if it's a good map. I mean, if they could do that with a really good map, like a raid or a standoff, it'd be great. It's like if they like, took, because raid is not. Like, when I look at like something that has a different layout or the same layout but feels different, it's like fringe and standoff. Fringe and standoff basically have the same layout. They just feel different, but they're both really good maps. What I think is like if they took raid. See, the thing is, raid doesn't kind of fit like with the World War Two. It's more like fe- like current futuristic type map, right? So if they kind of like yeah. took raid and made it World War Two, not as you know futuristic as it is, then it would work. You know what I mean, I mean, if you look at what they did with raid and with a uh, empire in Bo Three, empire was just a raid reskin, but it was like. It was like a Roman reskin. Like it definitely did not look extremely futuristic, and it was still a good map. Exactly, my point. I mean, like when we talk about competitive, can we just talk about how uh, I, you know, last week I said if New York didn't get their stuff together, that uh, somebody had to go. And who's going? <laughs> Neptune had to go. Yep. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not into... saying that that was a bad decision. I'm not saying it was a good decision, but I think they should have given him more time. Yeah, but at the, the same team. time, like, you know, like. I think they should have given him more time. I mean, it's literally like we haven't even got to the first major yet. Like, what if what if they would have brought him to the major and he would have popped off, you know, put him yeah. in a tournament setting? He might be a lot better. You know, it's it might be just he needs more time. Maybe he's uncomfortable, like whatever. You just got to give people more time. You know, you can't. Uh, you can't throw them out after like two matches. You know what I mean? Like you have to give players more time in certain situations. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a uh, last I mean, year's. LAP. Yeah, last year with the thieves. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, it's it's kind of like last year with the thieves. I hope New York doesn't turn into that. Um, 
I hope that uh, royalty works out for them. Uh, I mean, obviously, last weekend it didn't, but that was the first time they played. They probably hadn't even scrimmed very much. So hopefully with more time, he'll get better, and they'll get better as a team. But I just, I don't know. I feel like they, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll work for New York. Maybe it won't. We'll see. But that was the first roster change of the season. Which I'm glad it was only one. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like last year was roster change. Roster mania, like, happened throughout the entire season, you know? I mean, that was mostly thanks to the LA Thieves, but... (laughs) Yeah, true. Right, you're right. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I don't understand how they won 3-1 with Hook and them on the team, and then they drop them, and it's like, what? (laughs) You know, but I don't know. It's weird. Um... Neptune couldn't handle the heat in the kitchen of Kling. That's kind of facts, but at the same time, it's like it's like I I heard what Zuma said, and it's like you never know how somebody's gonna handle like criticism. Like everybody takes it differently, mm-hmm. and it's not like Neptune is like soft or anything like that. It's just you know maybe he just felt uncomfortable, maybe his confidence was shot after Clay and Krim got on him really bad, and. That's why he wasn't playing well. It's like who knows. You well, know? and at the same time, like you need like a team that like that can take each other's criticism. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's always going to be, you know, people like hey, you know, but like if you can't take your teammates' criticism, then you know it's like why are you on the team? The the chemistry thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely a chemistry thing. It's like you know, like you you got to build chemistry and you got to take the time, and you have to understand that you got to you know, take the criticism and um, you got to like understand how your teammates take the criticism and see if they can like bounce back from it or, you know, see if you can reevaluate because I don't know. I mean, I just, granted they have been practicing for months now, but like practice is different than playing in actual league matches and actual land tournaments. Like, so who knows, maybe like they got on him real bad in practice and he was doing okay in practice, but he gets to the league matches and he's, you know, maybe he doesn't feel as confident. When he's in the league matches, he doesn't play as well, and then they drop him. Yeah, it could be, I mean, at the same time, like, though, like, even if, like, a player is nasty, you know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, like, it is the professional league, and out of all these players, there's only so many that actually go into play at the CD, like, in the, in the CDL. You know, they're all nasty. They've got to be nasty to get there. But it's at the same time, it's like, okay, you know, it's at the end of the day, like, you can throw, like, some of the best players on the same team, but they would do bad because they just don't have the team chemistry that they would with someone else that, you know what I mean? It's, and I don't think people, like, understand that as much as they should, is that team chemistry plays a lot into um, how well a team does. You know what I mean, and if and if you guys can't work well together, you guys can't criticize each other, and you know it, it plays into that chemistry factor. You know what I mean. You could yeah. you could pair, you could just you know do a random shuffle of all the players in the league, but at the same time, like the one that's gonna win is the one that has like the better chemistry. Yeah, it's it's and it's also down to like positions too, because like you know when you look at like positions and roles. Uh, in 4v4 some players sometimes are forced to play a role on a team they don't want to play and sometimes that can affect them too it's like it's like our cities even though this is 5v5 to 4v4 it still applies 
I mean, our cities played main AR because nobody else really wanted to do it on the Huntsman. And he was good at it, obviously, but he wasn't, like, he was... It wasn't his bread like, and butter, know. you know? It wasn't his and bread and he butter. Goes to, he goes to phase and he plays it, and he's way better. It's like, it's like, who knows? It's all down to, like, teams and stuff like that. And you look at, like, Krim on NYSL. Like, granted, they're not playing that great, but Krim has been kind of the standout player on New York because he's went back to playing a flex. Um as opposed to being a main AR on the Empire. I mean, he just, like, on the Empire, he he was good at main AR, but he didn't feel like he was in his comfort zone all the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, now that he's back to playing flex, like, he looks like he's way better. Yeah, it's... You know, it's how you play with certain people. And when everyone has their different skills and assets that they have as a player. And as long as, you know, they're playing to their full potential on that team... That's when the magic really happens. I mean, Hunter brings up a good point about comms, too. It's like, your team doesn't have much comms, or your team's comms, you know, it's not even, like, not having much comms sometimes. I mean, obviously not having much comms is not good, but sometimes if your team's comms are, like, too frantic, or, uh, or like, you know, if you seem stressed out during comms all the time, that's not good either. Mm-mm. I mean, when you look at, like, really good teams like Toronto and uh, when I've, I've heard Surge and stuff and LAG, like, some of those teams, like, I've heard their comms and the listens ends and they're so calm and they're just, like, they're so cool about it when they make comms and it, it works. Not, like, a stressful um, thing. It's just, like, oh, it's just letting you know. You know what I mean? And it's a very, like, it's not very over-exaggerated comms. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, oh my god, he's over there, he's over there, he's over there! It's like, he's, you know, he's top mid, you know. He's top mid, top mid, and then leave it. Because then they've heard it, and boom. I mean, it's just stuff like that. I mean, obviously, like, new teams have got to get used to how comms are. Sometimes, sometimes frantic comms are better. You know, some teams work better with frantic comms, but it just depends. I mean, generally, like, the best comms are when the team is cool and mm-hmm. they're they're not worried so much in the game and they just kind of like make comms to make comms like they're they're very subdued about their comms they don't panic when somebody when you get two pieced or you got four dead you know and it just like it just makes a difference in the game um it does and it, i mean it's hard to say with some of these roster changes because at the end of the day, the only people that truly understand it are the players. But I mean, I don't know. Like, part of me feels like it was too soon for Net. I feel like uh, if they would have given it a little bit longer, but I mean, who knows? Maybe royalty starts uh, clicking with them and they uh, do a lot better. We'll see. Yep. An exciting thing. I mean, last week's matches were pretty good, though. Last week's matches were fun. I mean, a lot of good series. Optic finally won one. Yo! Oh. I mean, granted, it was against Paris, but we finally we won the series. It. <laughs> it was good, though. There was a lot of really good series. Um, I mean, stuff like, sadly, New York got 3 0 but that was their first series with royalty, so I'm not too worried about that. Um,. But it seems like uh, seems like right now Toronto and Surge are definitely uh, the best teams. Yeah, I. Surge are really good. 
I mean, it it just surge. That's really good. I I like that though. I like the fact that they're good year because they've had such a bad like entrance into the league that they need like a year where they're actually like performing and like actually competing. When it's the, it's the same thing about chemistry and like depending on what players you get. I mean, a lot of people were kind of like clowning on accuracy last year because really his only highlight was that one v three against Optic, but like you know. I mean, it was probably just because he was the lowest performing player on the rocker. I mean, it wasn't because he was a bad player. He just wasn't performing as well as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And now that he's on a team like Surge where he's like a leading him and they had Mac who also was kind of shut out after he got dropped off of New York. Now they've teamed up with Sib and Pred and they're a nasty team together. Like they're all performing really well now. It just like it's all about what teams it. you get. I love I love seeing Surge dominate, to be honest. Like it just kind of felt bad watching them get destroyed every, every match single in the last time, two years. bro. It's the same thing with L A G too. Like granted L A G aren't as good as Surge, but they're a lot better than they were last year. And I see people in the COD chat tweet like they're like L A G lost another game and then they like go dethrone a team and it's like, oh, they're not so bad anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, last week's matches were pretty good. I mean, there weren't a lot of like standout matches like uh, the weekend before, but this weekend should be pretty fun for sure. Yeah. Because this is the weekend where everybody got it crunched down because this is the last weekend before the major. Yeah, like, and then this, this is like, when... this will define like their seating going into the major and how they do, like, you know, because... It it does matter, like, how I mean, at the end of the day, it does matter how you perform at the major, but at the same time, like, getting a better seating going in will help you in the long run, you know? It'll help you in the bracket, and it'll help you um, in general, because it's like, you want to be in top eight, because you're going to be winners, but even if you want to break it down from there, you would like to be, like, top two or three, because then you get the worst teams of the top eight yeah. to play against. So you have a better chance to make it out. But at the end of the day, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if just any random team could make it to grand finals and all that this year because it seems like almost any team can be beaten this year. Yeah, and the thing is, is like last year especially, like it was just phase, phase, maybe another team here. Ah, ah, ah. That's kind of, it kind of like ruined the league a little bit, you know what I mean? Because you went in, you're like, oh, phase again, phase again, phase again. Now it's just like, I have no it just, idea. Like, it kind of got boring watching FaZe and Empire or FaZe and Ultra play every grand final. Yeah, and now it's just like, oh, we have some variety. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not even that FaZe made roster changes and they're bad now. It's like every other team is just better. <laughs> Matter of like, oh, this team. Competitiveness of it. I mean, really, like, the only two teams that are truly struggling are, like, Paris and New York, but... Yeah, but we kind of saw Paris struggle. Paris. I mean, Paris, they're better than they were in the past, but that definitely doesn't mean they're still not a bottom four team. <laughs> One of the teams that I was kind of surprised that was struggling was, like, Florida. Because, like, I had heard good things about when they would play scrims, and I had heard... um. And obviously they played kind of well in the in the kickoff, but they have not been playing very well at all. Um, I like the competitivity, though. 
Even even with those teams. That's a good word. It, I don't think it's a word, but it's a word now. It's a word. It's a word in the tonage dictionary. It's a word now. It's a word. Sarah should pick up Nep. Oh, could be. That's not a bad point. It's just who would they switch out? I'm I'm voting Temp. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like Temp. I've never liked Temp. I just think he's too full of himself. I don't know. Temp is weird, but I think he's just too full of himself. Per- He's not that good either. Mm-hmm. He's had so many opportunities with good teams and never takes them. Never does well. Just thinks he's all that and doesn't... Like, you can think you're all that, right? That's fine. But if you think you're all that and you don't, like, show it, it just looks bad on you. Yeah, it's like I saw this. Uh, I saw this interview... Uh, it was just a funny clip of Maniac reacting to it. But there was this guy on XSET's Halo team, and he literally was just saying, like, I look at all these guys, and I just know I'm better than them. He was like, I know I'm the greatest Halo player of all time. And I'm like, how did your team do at the Anaheim event? It's probably not great. I don't think they made it very far. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, it, ego is a very, very big thing in esports. People having egos. It's a very prominent. I think a lot thing. of that just comes down to everybody being kids. I mean, all these like everybody that usually has the biggest egos are like the eighteen, nineteen year olds yeah. that like that are coming in the league thinking they're so good. Wouldn't they Which it's fun to see the eighteen, nineteen year olds that are actually good come in and play, but like there's some kids that like they just destroy uh everybody else verbally and then they're terrible in game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we've got another one this weekend, right? Yeah, we got the we got all of the events for CDL before the major. It's weird because we have a we have a week off before the major, which is odd. But I don't know. It's it it's it's odd, but we're because I thought initially there'd be another week, and I was like, wait, why is the major not next weekend? It's like, oh, I I don't know. We have a week off. Maybe that's good for NYSL. Maybe it gives them more time. Alrighty. I don't know. But... Let me look here. Where do we... All right, so qualifiers are this weekend, right? Uh, yep. February... Yeah, the 16th. So 18th I'm to the 20th. Yeah. Alrighty, let's, let's take a look-see here at this weekend, and we'll do kind of a little bit of a who's going to win what and go from there. Um, so first matchup on Friday will be at 3 p.m. It'll be LA Thieves versus Paris Legion. I'm going to take LA Thieves on this one just because Paris. That's going to be like a 3-0 or a 3-1. I don't know if Paris pushed them to game five. I highly doubt it. might take like an S&D off of them. But, but I don't think it's going to be. The only thing Paris are good at is S&D, really. But I don't think it's going to be like that much of a, it's going to be one of the shorter matches. Right. And then at 4.30, we have Phase versus uh, Minnesota, Atlanta Phase versus Minnesota Rocker. Probably going to be like a Phase three one. I I could maybe see Rocker taking it to Game Five, but we'll see. And then the last match on Friday will be Toronto Ultra versus Optic Texas. God, uh, I really hope we beat Toronto. Yeah, I really we hope Tech. Hope Tech Stage one of last year. We haven't beat Toronto since this time last year. 
So hopefully Optic, I want Optic Texas to come out of this one, but Toronto Australia has been looking really good. I mean, Optic but, has to come out of it with a win if they want to have a good seeding going into the major. Yeah, get the top eight. I mean, they could maybe make it to top eight if they're two and three, but if they're three and two, that's a top eight lock. Yeah. And then first match on Saturday, Seattle Surge versus versus Florida Mutineers. That's probably gonna be like a three zero. Seattle Surge. Mutineers are probably gonna get smoked. Yeah. And then the next match on Saturday is New York Subliners versus Boston Breach. I could easily see that going to Game Five again. Oh yeah, easily. Who do you think is gonna take it though? I don't know. I feel like Breach will take it this time. I mean, NYSL took it the first time at the kickoff, but. With royalty being so new, and I don't know how much scrim time they've had this week. I... Yeah, I think Boston Breach probably will take this one too, just because of the trade. Um, and then the next matchup will be the it would be the uh, Minnesota Rocker versus the Los Angeles Gorillas. I think Minnesota Rocker is going to take it, but I don't know. LA Gorillas has been playing pretty nice lately. Deception, you there, man? I'll take it from you. And then uh, next is LA Thieves versus Toronto Ultra. Um, I think it's gonna go to Toronto Ultra just because how well they've been playing. And then Ravens versus Seattle Surge is gonna go to Seattle Surge, I think. And then um, yeah, his internet went out. Um. So, LA Thieves versus Ultra. I personally believe that this might be one of the closer series. I could see that going the distance, to be honest. I could say it. I think Ultra's gonna take it though. In the end. Yeah, I think I think Ultra are a little bit better at S and D than Thieves are. Who knows? Um, and then moving on to Sunday, we have three matches on Sunday as well. Ooh, three and four and three. Damn. Um, on Sunday we have London Royal Ravens versus Seattle Surge. I think Surge is gonna take it, Loki. I think Surge will take it, but it'll probably be like a three one. London are really good at S and D. I mean, London are good in general, but like I think Surge are better at respawn. But London are really good at S and So if they, I mean, if it does go to a game five, it might be taken by London Royal Ravens. It just depends. And then we uh, have. I feel like Surge have more ice. I mean, how many times is accuracy clutched in game fives this year already? True, true, <laughs> true. So you can't beat that man in game fives. And then we have Boston Breach versus Optic Texas. I mean, this should be uh, an Optic Texas blowout, but they're, I don't know if they've got their stuff together fully yet, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if this might go to Game 5, too. Yeah, it, I think this is one of the ones that could go either way, personally. Also, I've never really noticed this, but they have very similar logos. Boston Breach well, and Optic. How, how much have you looked at the CDL logos? Not very much. <laughs> Been slacking them in. 
Um, and then the last match of the weekend will be Atlanta Phase versus New York Subliners. I think that's going to go to Phase. I don't think that's going to be that much of a contest. I feel like Phase might just 3-0 them and send them home. Yeah. I think that might just be a quick one. Yeah. All right. I'm going to I want to talk about this. I don't really I didn't really run it by you, but I want to talk about it real quick. So, um speaking of Phase, um so I think we should kind of cover this because I think it's going to be very important to the climb together aspect of it all. Yeah. Um so this past Valentine's Day, the close um the submissions were closed for Phase 1. Um I personally entered uh it was more it wasn't for like anyone else other than myself. So if I make it, I make it. If I don't, I don't. But it was more like I need to do that for myself because I've really not been doing much as far as creating lately because I just haven't had the time. Um, There's a lot of people that entered. So. Oh, yeah. And so, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see um, what kind of creators they pick and what those creators do once they make it into phase um, and how it goes. Because, I mean, it's going to, I mean, it, you know what that creator does when they make it into phase or even the top 100 or top 20 for that matter it's gonna be an interesting thing to follow and i think we should kind of like touch on it a little bit just because it is a really really big thing going on whether I mean, you yeah. like phase Every clan or phase not phase five or phase one or whatever they whatever kind of recruitment challenge they decide to do it's always a big thing Everybody oh yeah most people go for it and it's just like one of those things it's like a really good opportunity you know whether you want to be in phase real like truly want to be in phase or not like it's one of those things that like it pushes you it's one of those like you know it pushes you to be better it pushes you to create better um you know and it's a really it's a really cool thing to see because i've been seeing a lot of like different submissions and a lot of these people have really stepped up their game like because i watched a lot of them last year as well well a year and a half ago with like phase five and um a lot of people have really like stepped up their game and these it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight competition like um yeah. but the thing is is like phase did it differently this year so when you had when you like submitted your um video you actually had to go onto the website and sign up there and use your code to submit your video after that so that they have that and no one really gets lost you know what i mean yeah so I think that's that. I think right there will be. If they started doing that with Phase Five, it would definitely go over better. Yeah, but I think that way it's like okay, people like have that. Oh, I know my video is gonna get watched type type deal, and they can't just yeah. be like my video didn't get watched or they didn't look at mine because I feel like there's probably people that said that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, me personally, I went into like. People in Face Clan, they review these videos. They're like, hey, who went up went, went for phase one? I'm reacting to them on stream right now. And they do that. And I participated in it. And I was like, yo, watch mine. Give me feedback. You know, this year I don't think I'm going to do that just because of the fact that, um, like, I did that video for me. Like, it was more for me than anything else. Um, so I don't think I'm going to, like, go and do that. But if you guys did submit for phase one, I highly recommend. Um, I know a lot of different phase members, you know, and even in like the phase clan discord, they, um, they'll, they'll sit there and watch your videos too. So, um, I yeah. highly recommend, um, having people just look at your videos, even if you don't make it to the top 100, um, they'll give you great feedback. You know, they'll, you can be like, Hey, like, what could I, what could I have done better? Or, you know, what would, would, you know, and they'll tell you, they, this is one thing that I like about, um, you know, especially with this 
you know, recruitment challenge and stuff like that. Like they have that climb together, ma- like mindset of like, Hey, like I'll help you out. Like I'll give you some things that like you can do better next time or just do better in your content in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I highly recommend if you went for phase five, phase one to do that. Um, it is worth it. Whether you make yeah, it into, you know, the next stage or not. Later this year, or if they do phase five next year or whatever, I'll definitely, I'm definitely going to post a video for it because I'll probably have uh, everything I need to make a super good video for it by then. Yeah. Like I personally made two phase one videos this year. I did my own and then uh, my homies, I stayed up until freaking like two o'clock in the morning, Sunday night and finished it for her, so. You know, it is a grind. Holy shit, it's telling what's up, Blood Axe. What's up, Doc? Um oh, let's go. Um, but yeah, so like if you guys went for it, um, I highly recommend that. And if you guys didn't go for it this year, go for it next year. Or just like kinda like watch you know, because, I mean the thing is is like there's so many creators that went into this. You know, a, some of them are gonna have something that's similar to you. And if you even like, if you see that keep like, you know, face clan members are reacting to them and you didn't enter, go and watch them anyway, because it's like, it's one of those things you can kind of list, you can kind of learn from other people's criticism and um, kind of take, take that and apply it to yourself. Um, obviously don't copy it, but you, I mean, you could if you yeah. want to, but like, obviously don't like be like, I'm going to do exactly what they're doing. No, like apply it, like apply <laughs> some of the, idea. apply <laughs> some of the, inf- like the information that you um, receive and then apply it to your own um, channel. And I think that will be like a really good thing for you personally. I mean, I know that's what I'm going to do. Um, that's what I did last year. Like because of phase five, like I, that's why I started doing like cosplays and this podcast um, and I got a new camera the main like literally right after the phase five thing one of the members of phase was like yo bro your camera shit um yeah you're like your camera's like quality is so bad and i'm like yeah i know so what did i do i went and bought a new camera because it was told to me like a bunch of times yeah. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, that's why when that's why when I do a video for like a phase five or a phase one or whatever they end up doing the next time, like I want it to, I want to make sure that it's that it's as best as it can be for the time and look to see like how I can improve on it yeah. in the future. So. Yeah, honestly, like, if you guys didn't, even if you didn't go for it, you know, check it out, you know, watch it, see how it goes. Um, It is a really good thing to learn from. Yeah. I'm excited to see who makes the top 100. I don't know when they're going to announce that, but. I don't know either, because they have to go through all the submissions. Like, last year, it took them over, like, a month and a half. Yeah, it took them, like, a month and a half, at least, to go through all the submissions and pick the top 100. And the thing is, is I think there's even more people that entered this year, so it'll be interesting. Well, that's the thing. As long as they keep doing these recruitment challenges, more people are going to enter because they see all these people that they would have never expected to be in the top 100 that make it, and they're like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, and the thing is, is I think they have, like, a team to do this, right? This is what I think that they're doing. I don't know if it's true or not, but this is how I would do it, right? You have a preliminary team 
of like just regular members right that watch these videos and then they're like then they send the ones that are like you know like the best ones up the chain you know what i mean like i'm guessing like they probably watch as many as they possibly can but like that way you know it's so like they can watch as many as they possibly can and these members can you know have their input and just really um like find the best ones and in a faster and more efficient way um because a lot of these creators like they've been doing this for a while they know you know what's good and what's not they know what raw content talent is and what raw creativity is and who does it different they know the people that just did it to do it and just kind of like threw it together in like a day which i did do i'm not gonna lie i did mine in like 24 hours but I had the idea in my head already. It's not like I sat down. I'm like, hey, what do I do? I mean, but at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how... If the production is good and the video is good, it doesn't matter how long yeah. or how impromptu the video was. Yeah, Some like, people would make a random video and it'll pop off and they're like, oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah, it's like one of those things. It's like they can tell when people kind of like didn't put the effort in. And those that sat there and like really like took their time and like was like, you know, put thought into it and really want it. And those are the people that's going to move on. And the top 100, it's going to be hard to pick. You know, it's probably going to be like a, less than 1% of those who entered. So I think the people that entered have my, you know, like that's this first step. And I think it just entering is like, a, it shows something. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. And I think we should kind of like cover it as it goes through because it, it is one of those things. It's like these people get an opportunity to climb to the top. Yeah show yeah yeah i'm definitely excited to see who makes the top 100 if if tone and kichi don't make it i'll be highly disappointed i think if i don't make it and (laughs) kichi does i'll be perfectly fine you want to know why because i edited the video that's all that matters (laughs) to me bro oh dude listen i edited that video you're like hey i edited that video (laughs) i was up at it was monday i was up at seven o'clock in the morning and i stayed up till two in like in the morning editing like i was falling asleep in my chair like she better make it in the top 100 bro she better make it you know what i mean you've watched it right yeah yo isn't isn't like the beginning like the funniest thing ever yeah her mom like said her mom like swore and she's like i don't want that in there and so i put like the goat screaming over it (laughs) we died laughing oh it's funny oh man Oh, it's so funny. But yeah, like I like I said, I'm just super excited to see who makes it. Hopefully some of the homies either make it or at least like get really good feedback and have an yeah. idea that they are close. You don't get an I'm running. Thanks, Doc. Um, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is is like I think that it's it's just one of those things that just it's it's a goal. You know, and goals are good to have because it makes you better, it pushes you to be better. And, um, you know, next time they do this, I highly recommend that everybody that possibly can enter enters because it is a, is a really good experience if you fully involve yourself in it. You know what I mean? Go on these streams, have people react to your video. Because not only if you don't make it through, um, like you get the feedback. You get this feedback from these big creators who have been doing this for years and years and years and they have the secret sauce. 
You know what I mean? And they give it to you, and they're like, okay, this is the how you do it. Sauce. The secret sauce. The secret sauce. So, yeah, that's my two cents on that. All right, anybody have any questions? I don't know if we had any questions from last week on the podcast or not. I don't think we did. I think we had, like, comments, but I don't think we had any, like, questions. Uh, Nope, no comments. Um, Anybody have any questions? Whether it's about Call of Duty, Phase 1... Whatever. Streaming in general. Okay, Hunter, what's your question? Don't just say I got a question. Say the question. I have to go get my stuff. Remember the last time we, uh, last time I asked a question, I asked if anybody had questions like this. Somebody asked, what is your favorite type of cheese? <laughs> Yo. Will League Play be released with nothing wrong? No. No. There's going to be <laughs> something wrong. Hell no. And there's going to be so much wrong. Something is going to be wrong. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Climb Together podcast. I have been your host, um, Tonage, with my co-host, Deception. Um, do yeah. you have anything left to add before we close this out for reals? Well, no, I'm good. I think we covered everything, yeah. Alrighty, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. And leave some questions down below for next week's episode, whether it's on the YouTube video or you come up and chat or you, you know, reply to our t- go live tweets on Twitter. Um, you know, we look at all the questions and we try to answer them the best as we can. If we get them earlier on, we can give you a better answer. Um, Because we can, like, look at them and think about them throughout the week. But, yeah, we will see you guys next week at 12 p.m. EST on Wednesday. Alrighty. See you guys next time. Peace.